And I think that was really important in part of my spiritual journey later on um, because I started to see myself not just as soon, but as a concept, as an idea, as, a, as an ideology. Welcome to the Better Man Podcast with Ivan and Sumen. This podcast is all about how to be an optimal, conscious man in today's society. Join Ivan and Sumit as they go deep into the rabbit hole of personal growth, mindset, social dynamics, and spirituality. Are you ready to be a better man? All right, recording. Everybody, welcome back to the Better Man Podcast. With Ivan and Sumit. Yeah, all right, guys, we're doing that. We're doing that now. <laughs> so today <laughs> I am interviewing my co-host, Sumed. Everybody give an applause to Sumed. Yeah. What's going on, guys? Thanks for having me on. So everybody, just a real quick on Sumed. You guys won't know these things about him, right? But he, from a young age, he was an author. He, he, his thing was creativity, always creating, you know, always doodling, always pr- trying to, you know, uh, move the world with his expression. And he actually had books that were printed out. You know, he got to meet like top people in his school because he was such a high performer, like in award ceremonies they had for this guy. Now, even though he, he, you might think, oh, we're listening to a child prodigy, I promise you, Sumed is just like you. Sumed has struggled before. Sumed had trouble opening up to people. He had trouble opening up to himself. And today, Sumed is going to share his beautiful life with us. So thank you for mm-hmm. subscribing. Thank you for liking. Thank you for sharing this with your friends. And thank you for allowing us to do what we love to do. Excellent. 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 Thank you so much, man. Thanks for having me on. Do you want to give us the affirmation of the day? Mm, okay. All right. So. Mm. Whatever you just felt right now, it's an intention, you know what I mean? Okay, yeah. Uh, gratitude, maybe? Gratitude, I'm getting more like the fluctuations of life, you know? Like sometimes we feel low, sometimes we feel up, and that's a part of it. So I would just say the affirmation for today is sunrise, sunset, sunrise, sunset. Sunrise. In this moment, we take it, we allow it, we express it, we feel it, we become it. Thank you, God, for being one with the moment. Thank you, God, for being one with the moment. We sunrise and we sunset. We sunrise and we sunset. We are the cause and the effect. We are the moon and the sun. We are earth itself and all living creatures on it. Thank you, God, for this oneness moment. Amen. Like the beginning of it. Woo! Woo! Yeah. 
Man, you know, I've always been kind of a deep person, very introverted. I've sort of, you know, gone through the process of really discovering myself throughout my life. Um, I was always very, let's say, shy in terms of socializing with others. I had anxiety growing up. I Damn. and yeah, I had anxiety, depression growing up, and I rose out of that. At what age? Myself. At what age did you have it? Um, when I was around, maybe like. I had it once when I was really young. Oh, multiple times in your life, then. Yeah, yeah, multiple times. So once when I was super young, maybe when I was like ten, mm. and then another time it showed up in my in my college, uh, in my time in college when that was like when i was like 18 or 19 maybe yeah, the was first it from the same thing did you get into depression from the same thing no it was different things it was different things yeah <laughs> i said did you get into it like it was like some sort of club yeah like a membership <laughs> you paid 9.95 a month right like yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, it was sort of like that actually. It felt like that. it was part of some club. So, so what ended up happening? Was it from the same thing? Did, did your depression happen from the same thing? I remember the first time when it happened, it was more um, in terms of like a friend who I was really close with had left. Mm -hmm. um, it was That's when I was in Switzerland at the time and he completely left. He was from Zimbabwe. And we were really close. We would always hang out. But then I had nobody to like express myself to. So I just trapped all my emotions inside. And that's one of the things that causes depression is when you bottle things up. Um, so I sort of felt like I bottled all of my emotions in that time. I went to a psychiatrist for the first time, I think, like when I was like 10. And he was asking me about uh, like it was probably something related to my parents at that time. I didn't think so. I, I knew that it was because of that guy, but I still went along with it. I was sort of just like, all right, I'll listen to this guy. I guess so. Maybe there's a link. And then later on in college, it was more just like, um, just an overwhelming feeling of being independent. And like, I have to look out for myself. I was away from my parents from a long time. And, and it was just out of my comfort zone. Mm. So yeah, that was the second time, but yeah, it was pretty interesting. Like both of those times it had to do something to, with comfort. Both, it seemed like both of those times you were, you lost comfort. Yeah. That was the cause of both of those depressions. You be getting put into a new situation where you don't know what it's going to be like, you know, like with your friend, you don't know. Yeah. Get it's friend. like complete you know unknown. Yeah. You're going to be able to get listened to and acknowledged and, and appreciated, accepted fully. Right. Yeah. And then there's also that, that sort of like fear of loss, right? Mm. Fear of loss is sort of happening in both. It's like, what if I lose the, the, all the life that I used to have? What if I use that, that safety? Right. What if something happens when I'm here, I lose that safety. You, you feel. Yeah, you know, I was. Fear of loss. Yeah, of I was. Control. 
Totally, man. I was afraid of losing my identity at that time as well. Cause I had actually, I wanted to reinvent myself in college. So it was actually a great thing that it happened for a reason. I'm sure because I was like, yeah, in high school, I was sort of the, yeah, I was popular. You know what I mean? Like I, I was like going on stage, people would know who I was, but at the same time, I just wanted to create more of an impact when I went to college. And so that's when really I started to, you know, experiment with my looks, experiment with my, uh, with the way I carry myself differently. And it caused a different kind of impact in people. So college was kind of like my social experiment in a way. Mm, I get you. But do you feel like that was, do you feel like, because this happened to me, mm. like maybe you were, while you were experiment, experimenting with yourself, with your experience and with your personality, yeah. um, looking to experience new feelings, right, through that experimentation of self, mm. do you feel like you had to, at times, Pretend to be somebody else you weren't in order to find out that that's who you were not meant to be. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I like that look at your face. If you guys are listening, go to YouTube as well. Subscribe there and look at Sumed's face at whatever minute is, is you keep trying. Yeah, so, so the thing is, I even wrote my college thesis on this topic, which is really funny, bro. <laughs> like, My college thesis was fake it till you make it versus uh so it was authenticity versus role play mm, that was the topic of my thesis bro it's a polarizing it it's you know i yeah. bet you you were polarizing with your to yourself even in the that old message oh yeah oh yeah i was for sure um yeah and i was learning a lot at the time in terms of like i had just gotten into social dynamics knowledge and and all sorts of like personal development knowledge. So I was really like trying on different personas, different personalities, seeing what really clicks. But people knew me like as the guy who had awesome, like bizarre clothing choices and like, you know, outlandishly was just like rapping and like, you know, I, was, I got to the point where I was unfolding different parts of my personality, like different fragments of my personality that time. Okay. Holding out. So let me see if I can get, if I got this right. You were grabbing on to new ideas, right? So it was the the detachment of I am this person and then attaching it to I'm now going to see if my experience of life is a bit better whenever I behave and I act in this particular way. Yeah, I was sort of testing that out, testing the waters. Yeah. What do you wish you wouldn't have done in those those times that you were, you know, what are your regrets that you would try to warn people whenever they're trying to role play with life and trying to become mm. else? That's a good question. That's a really, that's a really good question. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So first thing I would definitely say is, man, know your limits. Mm. Know your limits, bro. Because the thing is, when you don't know your limits and you take it overboard, 
the universe is going to come and slap you and tell you like, look, even, even if you push towards a certain extreme, it does lead to the palace of wisdom because it's like, you know, pendulum swings this way, can easily swing that way. So, so I would just say one thing is, first of all, like know your limits, know who you are and explore that to the level best. Mm. Um, Mm. <laughs> and and that's a that's a crazy thing to wonder it's like who am i you know it's like am i this flesh suit am i this spot you know am i this body or am i something greater than that am i the person behind my eyes who's behind that you know what i mean so it's like all of these existential questions came up during that time too and i think that was really important in part of my spiritual journey later on um, because I started to see myself not just as soon, but as a concept, as an idea, as a as an ideology. As an ideology, seeing yourself, your persona as an idea. Yeah. Wow. Wow. That is so. That is so nicely explaining. <laughs> how you you experience how you think you're going to experience the world is the way you're going to experience it yeah how you think people should treat you is the way people are going to treat you yeah yeah that's the golden rule right treat others how you want to be treated as well mm. so what happened in in your life that after you 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 got out of that depression what was the, the thing that was able to get you out of that depression honestly one biggest thing bro is disrupting the pattern like when you how get into it how did you do it that's what i want to know how did you disrupt your patterns man i just like joined the soccer team i just like you know i randomly just like started you know trying out for different school plays I started doing things out of my comfort zone to just push it, push it more. So actually in the beginning when it felt too much of a panic zone, I, I got scared, but then it sort of started to come back into this kind of, it like molted back into this sadness. And I was putting myself in a sad state. I was not sad. That's what I, that was the biggest shift. So I was like, you know, listening to really sad rap music and like, sort of uh, isolating myself more. I was uh, walking with my head down. I was sort of, you know, not expanding that personality. So it was, it was my behavior that was keeping me in that depression. So one thing to disrupt the pattern is just like, you know, change my body language, big thing. I started to walk with um, more of an open body language. Second thing was like, like an open, like an open heart or open. How, what do you mean open? Like, what does that mean? Yeah. What, what does that mean to you? Um, open in the sense that I was much more, let's say vulnerable. And also I was a lot more like open just with my body. You know, I wasn't like crossing my arms at a party or I wasn't like sort of drooping my head down. I was really maintaining my, my posture because the body and the mind are linked, right? So if we're sad and we're going like this, right, that's the body's confused. The body doesn't know what is real and what is not real. 
The body doesn't know what's real and what's not real. Oh. And the mind doesn't either, right? It's the body's the subconscious mind. You so know, the thing is... How can you prove yeah. that to people? How can you prove to the people that the body doesn't know what's real and what's not real? Right. So if you just start laughing right now, you're going to feel better. Your endorphins are going to release. It's a feedback hypothesis. Right. Try it, try it, bro. Try it. My brother's right here. He's going to try it too. You want to try it? Try what? Laughing. Fake laughing and see if you laugh for real. <laughs> I don't laugh. But you got a smile on your See, face. That's a good thing. That, that's the thing is like, after a while, real laughter kicks in, right? Yeah. The body doesn't know. It's like, so, so that's the thing that I realize is like, yeah, after a while, you just have to be able to push yourself out of these this kind of bubble that you're creating for yourself and try out new different things that stretch the boundary that make you more evolved in that time. And that's tough to do. Oh you know, my it's God, dude, what the fuck? <laughs> fuck, bro. Fuck. You got hit, hit with a wisdom bomb right there? What, what happened? Dude, uh, thank you yeah. for sharing the story with me because it just made me realize, like, I don't know if you even realize this. Yeah about your own story and about your own life, but you went into your depression because you got out of your comfort zone. And in, in, in order to get out of your depression, yeah. you had to go into your uncomfort. Comf yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's so the wild, thing right? That got you into it is the thing that got you out of it. Yes, yes. That's wild, man. That's like, yeah, the hero's journey. That, that's the way I describe it. Because it's like, it's, it comes full circle, man. Yeah, it's yeah. wild. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking cool, man. It's so cool. Wow. My brother's here. His hand is on his hand is on the screen. Radical. He's he's famous now. Follow him on TikTok. <laughs> TikTok. Erica. Like all together. Just just type Aaron. That's two A's. In the for Aaron. Acosta. A C O S T A. He posts Mexican videos. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna have to charge him for that commercial. So, so, uh, tell us more, man. Tell us more. Tell us more. So yeah, I remember how I got into like hip hop, mm. like. In the beginning, I was sort of confused in, in middle school because I didn't really know who I was or what I was doing. I was sort of just like a guy exploring the world, funny kind of chap. <laughs> and I, I came across um, hip hop, actually this guy named Sammy who introduced me to Eminem. And I, at that time I was like, bro, what are you talking about? Who is this guy? Like, why are you introducing me to him? I was very skeptical. That's a chocolate, right? <laughs> Yeah, it's a chocolate, right? Like, <laughs> like you mean like a like a candy bar? But yeah, he he was like a really good friend of mine. But also like, yeah, we got into a little bit of 
a distance over time, but then we kind of became friends again. Mm-hmm. And Sammy, if you're listening to this man, you know, you changed my life, whether you know it or not. Because at that moment, when I started listening, when I started watching 8 Mile, when I started going into all of that, that's what really sparked my expression. Because, and the reason I got into hip hop, I later on learned was because it grounded me. It grounded my root chakra. Because rap is very primal. Rap is very like, yeah, rap is very, rap is super primal, man. If you, if you hear a lot of rappers, they're coming from the gut, right? They're, they're, it's a bit like chanting in a way, like tribal chanting around a fire. So that, that definitely, that aspect of a cipher is very, very, um, yeah, it's a primal expression of a guy. Um, if you notice a lot of feminine rappers are also have very masculine in their energy. Have you noticed that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like Nicki Minaj, Iggy Azalea, they have a masculine energy to them. So the thing is, that masculine energy like helped me move me further along to help me evolve to be a better man. And yeah, that was wild. Like, I think that at first I was just like performing on stages, you know, I was kind of quoting other people and other rappers. But when I first started creating for myself, I had a really squeaky voice then. So I'd be like, yo, yo, it's crazy. You know, like, how's it going guys? Like that kind of thing. Uh, so I, my voice hadn't fully matured yet for rap, but I was still writing lyrics all the time, like on the back of like a napkin or like, you know, in my school notes, I would just write lyrics all the time. And yeah, later on, I just started recording them on a horrible, like microphone, the cheapest mic you could find. And I, I would use like audacity at that time, which is like a recording software, like the cheapest one out there. And you had to like download this, like extra thing to get the the microphone to work or something it was it was wild man it was like i was really just like pushing myself i still have like those sounds on it was sound click at that time sound click was like what's now like soundcloud mm-hmm. um not what's now soundcloud but like what's popular now is like soundcloud but back then it was like sound click and yeah that was that was really funny cuz i would go on these online forums like you know, have a hotel, especially where I would just like start rap battling with people. And it it almost became like an online community of rappers. And I was one of the only few Indian guys there. So I heard every single fucking insult on the planet at that time, you know, coming at me. Yeah, bro. Because I was the only Indian guy. Think about that. All the Indian jokes in the world, I've heard it before. So that gave me a lot of... (laughs) Bro, that gave me so much power and charisma. You, you have no idea. Like that, that actually helped me to toughen up because it, when, you, when you're rap battling with someone, they tear you apart, oh, bro. That's their job. Like that's their job, you know? So after that, I was just like, yeah, nothing can stop me. Um, but then I started to get less into a competitive frame and more into collaborative. Mm. And when that shift happened, that's wow. when I started writing wow. my books. What, hap- what had to happen for you to do that? Hmm. Was it something bad? Was it something good? Something emotional? Something you lost? Or maybe you, you won? Yeah, that's, that's the time when I went into depression. Yeah, that's the time when I went into... Uh, that's when I sort of uh, peaked downwards. They you? Because they were, call- they were talking shit to you? 
Not because of that only. There are other factors, obviously. Like, um, but it might have been. It might have been one of the reasons. But yeah, one of the main reasons was that my friend left, as I mentioned earlier. Um, but yeah, I think that during that time is when I started to explore, be much more compassionate in my own mind because I knew that, that that's something that was working for me. Because when you're in your own mind and you're letting your inner critic run run the show, sort of like, hey, I got my hands on the wheel now, buddy. Sorry. It's swerving the way. It's swerving the path, right? Instead of just being your authentic self or being like the higher version of you. Mm-hmm. So at that time, I was just like, yeah, I'm going to be a lot more compassionate with myself and see what happens. And that's when I started to reach out to like just started recording music or like, you know, go more into that and finding other rappers I can collaborate with, even if it was a diss track or whatever. Yeah, I wanted to collaborate on it. You know, I wanted to get my voice heard, even though if it was squeaky, I just wanted to record it and put it out there, even if it was whack. And after I started why, doing that for why, a while. Why, why, why did you want to be so, suddenly become vulnerable? Because that's what I'm seeing, right? Hmm. I'm not saying it's bad, but I think that's such, a, such a, an important detail of, you, you suddenly became vulnerable, right? Yeah. I, you know what? I don't care if I said, I'm going to just repeat your words. I don't mm. care if my voice sounds squeaky. Yeah. Right. Why did you want to be vulnerable? Like, are you, were you looking to get hurt? Did you feel like that sort of thing where, where you were being vulnerable and trusting with the universe? What's up with that? Yeah. I felt more. It's like, I wanted to be seen, you know, I wanted to be seen for who I was in that time. Even if it was a part of me. I still wanted to let that explore. So I think that primarily, you know, when you start doing one thing over and over again, you sort of reach this point where you're like, I'm kind of bored with this, or I want to take this further some way. I want to tweak this. So that was the point where I was like, yeah, I'm rap battling, text battling online, you know, dissing other people. But how is that really helping humanity? Right? Mm. Like, so it was more about like contribution. So I started to figure out what is my path here on this planet? Is it to diss other people? Is that my path to roast people? Mm. Or is it add value? Dude. So, so I, like, this is what I'm, this is what I'm hearing from you. Like that. I, I, I think this is really amazing. I, I think what, I, what you're, what you're saying is, is really, really fucking, if it, I'm man, spitting if, fire. if it was a girl, what, what you're saying, if it was a if it was a girl, I'd like to read a fucking book to her, you know. Like that's how beautiful it, it is. What you just said to me, right? Mm-hmm. You essentially, in my eyes, said um, because you were talking about contribution, giving back to the to the world, right? Rap for you was the way that you felt about your life purpose. So whenever you were doing the diss tracks and stuff like that, that's how you felt about your life purpose. It was to focus into the rap and to focus into, into allowing yourself to be uh, vulnerable and, and get called fucking, you know, so-called mean things, right? It was in your purpose to build yourself. Your purpose in that moment was to build yourself, right? And after yeah. you built yourself, you realize, yo, I've built myself enough. Now it's time 
to bring people into the hotel, right? I built the hotel. Now it's, it's time to get people into this hotel, right? And, and in the hotel, that's where yeah. life changes. Totally, man. I feel that it was a foundation. And then from that foundation, it's like I could build on top of that. No. What did my... That's did great. My computer just said, your internet connection is unstoppable. Unstoppable? I think unstable, bro. I don't think it's unstoppable. <laughs> oh, I heard unstable. I read unstoppable. I was like... Your internet is unstoppable, bro. Keep going. I was like, <laughs> That's <awesome>. yeah, thank <laughs> you. <laughs> You're fucking awesome. I love you. <laughs> Yeah. You like the way I'm I'm repeating back to you your own your own lessons? Yeah, I like that. I like the because it's like an echoing effect. It's nice to hear your opinions or your your take on what I'm saying. It's nice to hear that. Mm. Yeah, it's 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 wild to like reflect back now on the on the kind of person that I was and like how I've been and like going through the, all the processes and the journeys. Like where do you think you're going next? Like, who, who are you trying to be in this very moment? Hmm. Where am I going next? That's a really good question, man. I think I'm just trying to practice not to wear a veil, but I'm allowing myself to not be so attached to my persona anymore and rather... I'm working on ascending, if that makes sense, in a spiritual way. From what? Ascending my own consciousness. What part of your own consciousness? So like the parts of me that are inner, inner child versions of me that haven't been felt, seen, heard, acknowledged. Really? That's what I'm working on right now, shedding those and being able to send love to my child self so that I can have uh, a proper flourishing adult self. And I see myself right now like, you know, I want to really, really expand my business and really, really expand what I'm doing here so set on gonna, this earth. I was going to heal your inner child. No, what's going to heal my inner child is being able to continue the things that I've begun in childhood and also be able to go through. So I'm right now I'm going, going to go through the program called Spiral. And I've done that once in the past and it really shaped me. So I'm going to go for it again. And that's really about, that's a very it's really about, yeah, it's, it's huge. It's really about removing like different traumas and different, you know, emotions like guilt, shame, apathy, fear from the body because the body stores all of it. And using kinesiology and different techniques, it just removes them. And then there's an empty... with thoughts. Sorry? Kinesiology. Well, you mean touching? Hold on, my mom's calling me. But you could explain Kine it to the people. Right, so kinesiology is like a kind of muscle testing art. And yeah, it's, it's a very interesting 
kind of journey where you, you go through this process of taking different elements of Eastern, like the chakra system, meridian science, as well as using a kind of just a clearing process of the levels of consciousness. So we go through the levels of consciousness, associating it with the chakra systems and really being able to just go through the process. So you're going all the way from root chakra, all the way to crown. And it's just a whole process of just like clearing all the gunk, all the emotional shit that piles up just gets removed. And then, after that's removed, there's just like this empty space and you can choose what to fill that space with. So it's almost like a rewiring or a reprogramming process. And I've done this once in the past as well. And it's really, really powerful. And my practitioner at the time was Jackson, which was a guy. This time I'm thinking of doing it with a woman because I think that that's a huge part of the uh, huge element that I want to reconstruct. Women are so good at being healers. Women are so they good. are, yeah, th- yeah, really, man. But in terms of like holding space, right? Yeah, I, that's what I think. That that's the advantage of a, of a man. And when it comes to the advantage of a woman, it's just she's just able to just be there. Like I don't know, wait, more lovingly. Yeah. Can I just say more lovingly? Is that yeah? With more love. Just more love. With more care, yeah. It's like, it's kind of a softness. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think that that's a replenishing energy. A pillow for your heart emotion. Yes. Yes. That's a good way to put it, man. A pillow for your heart emotions. But yeah, I want to go through that process again, you know, because that's what I'm being called to right now is to evolve really with different areas of my life. Um, yeah, I made a lot of shifts in terms of like, yeah, when you visited India also, there was a lot of health shifts happening. And then mm-hmm. primarily I was also looking towards the different areas of my life. So right now I'm primarily focused on health and relationships so that I can expand my wealth. Cause health is sort of the triad that, that connects to all the pieces. Mm. And if you have a vibrant energy, then it's kind of like the money starts to flow because you just have that much more to give, really? if that makes sense. So you're saying you've been limping because you haven't had health in the walking of life. In the walking towards life, you, you mm. haven't had that leg to keep it stable. So mm. you've been limping. I have, but it's just like, I haven't found the kind of like structure. Now I have much more structure. Now I have much more discipline. Now I have like some, a framework where I can actually build. And I guess guys need to learn to do that. Just go with that one thing and just stick to it. And then just like, you know, be able to go after it. Mm -hmm. And that's the energy that I'm trying to embody more right Mm now. You think, do you think you've been lacking love for, for your your body? And maybe that's why you've, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I, I can because I'm very cerebral. I'm very in my mind. And so when I get into my mind, I'm not thinking of my body, am I? <laughs> right? So I would say one thing for people who are cerebral like me is just like find a way 
to get in tune with your body. Even if that's sitting five minutes a day, tuning into any kind of tension you have in your body, or if that's just like paying attention to the bottom of your feet, like that's something that's really helped me ground myself and remind myself like, Hey, I'm here in this physical dimension. I'm here in this world and I got to get on with it. You know, I got to keep moving and also hanging around like, you know, other coaches and people that I look up to right now. I'm a part of monk mode box with, um, with Alicia, Alicia Long. He's he's a YouTuber. Groups, getting into groups, getting groups, into different yeah. tribes, getting into different tribes. That tribe is super important, bro. Tribe is super important. It gets you leverage, accountability, you know, pushes you forward. Yeah, for anybody listening, actually, I recommend that program. Just what? A place to ask for advice. Yeah, place to ask for advice. I also share my music on there, so I get I get feedback, I get support, I build a rapport with the guys. Yeah, it's nice, man. I think brotherhood is super key. If you're if you want to be a strong man, you got to have a brotherhood which you can depend on. Yeah. You know, I heard this line before, and I thought it was very true. Like. It's cool to be a ladies' man, but if you're just a ladies' man and you're not a guy's guy, you're technically less alpha. Yeah. Very true. Because think about this, right? If you're hanging around only ladies or only women, you're only taking in feminine energy. You're not getting challenged. Yeah, challenge. I think that's the right word. Yeah, because why do guys like video games? Challenge, right? Women are like, what are you playing? Like, why are you playing COD 4 at 4 a.m. in the morning? Challenge, baby. <laughs> you know? It's just like guys like to have a level and then level up and then go through the process, get power-ups along the way. That's how we've always sort of been throughout history. Yeah, I I think like moving moving in the direction of, like chase, you know, almost like chasing something would be, you know what I'm saying. But I mean, eventually you would say no after, after you've chased for a while, you'd be like, no, it's, it, now I don't want to chase. I want to attract. Right. Yeah, totally. So there, that would be a, a difference in, in, in the person that would happen within their own group, within their own tribe. They're like, there's, it's like comparing, right? So, in order to challenge ourselves, we actually have to compare ourselves, right? Mm. Whenever they, they, do, they have video games, they have like the highest score, it's, it's placed before you play. So you're like, well, yeah. I wanna beat the highest score, right? Right, yeah, so it pushes you. We're, so that pushing comes from comparing ourselves and seeing that there's something and someone who has more or has done more, right? Yeah, it's something to strive to. It's something to look forward to. And growth is the consciousness of happiness, you know? So, like, if you're looking forward to something, it's just going to move you forward, build that momentum. You're going to be in a good mood, right? Because you're, you're excited about the results. You're excited about that dopamine hit at the end of it, that accomplishment. And the more you can focus on just, like, being able to future project not too far ahead, 
but just a little bit far further ahead and sort of be like a I don't know why, but I just got an image of like lighthouse right now. <laughs> hmm. Um I don't know what that means. Anyway. But yeah, <laughs> like future project lighthouse. I mean, let's break it down. What what does water what does the beach mean to you? I mean, or what does light mean to you? What does it mean to be a, a, a tough structure in the middle of the ocean? What does it mean to, to give guide guidance and light to others? What does yeah. that mean to you? <laughs> That's a deep question, man. Yeah, I definitely do see, my, see myself playing that. At least I would say it's definitely a part of me to be a lighthouse because, yeah, in the water when ships can't see or it's just so lost i help to guide people that there is somewhere safe here you can be safe here i'm not going to judge you here i can hold space for you and yeah i'm in the water so you know splash life again the flow flow is a concept which came out of water i'm a water sign so it's very relevant i know it's very relevant but it's just yeah, helping others is now sort of a new part of my path. And sometimes people say like to kill the ego or whatever, but you sort of had to facilitate it. You know what I mean? Like there, it makes no sense that people are saying that. Yeah, dude, um, I, I don't, honestly, I didn't like Ryan Holiday's book. He yeah, goes, no. Fuck the that. Enemy. <laughs> honestly, I, I was like, this is mediocre at best. Like, yeah there's nothing in there for me there was really nothing in there for me yeah i like his other book i think it's like stillness is the key that's a better one i would say Mm -hmm. but yeah his other yeah that book was just i don't know like even just the title itself it's just not true you know our ego is our best friend yeah just not true that's literally what i'm saying yeah (laughs) but yeah but then again all truths are true and like yeah all truths are half truths. Like, like yeah. It helped people. There were some people who it helped. And really what we're saying is we're just we were just way too high up into into consciousness where we didn't need to hear that. We were yeah. at a level because well like well, something that I wrote in my book was that your your ego controls your is like it's part subconscious and part conscient. Right? It's like the ego is like the blend of the higher conscious and the lower conscious, right? Yeah. So, I mean, why are you going to hate? It's like a bridge. It's not. You're not supposed to fucking hate all of your ego. And you're not supposed to hate it at all. You're just supposed to acknowledge that you're being run subconsciously and that you also have a fucking choice, right? Yeah, it's it's survival mechanisms. If you didn't have it, you'd be in a lot of danger, bro. (laughs) You'd be in a lot of trouble right now if you didn't have your ego. But yeah, I agree with that. Have you ever had your ego checked by life? Yes. Yeah? Yes, many times, man. Um, did you cry? Um, I'm pretty <laughs> sure I, I did. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I did. I think crying releases oxytocin. So that, you know, that's the love and the trust hormone, man. So when we cry, it's actually really healing. We feel really good afterwards because... It's teaching us that to, you know, that something is being released. It's physical, it's through the eyes, but it's a reminder that something is being released. Sumed, do you believe that people mostly cry when they're sad? 
or do they do they just do they cry for for other reasons mostly? No, I think sadness is a part of it, but um, no, there can be there can be tears of joy. You know, there can be tears for other reasons, and I think sometimes tears come out just as a way for the body to flush all the emotions out. Like for people who are crying all the time or you know, going through a depressive cycle, I would just say that like, yeah, maybe the serotonin is low and, and there might be a biological aspect to that, but also it's like the body trying to protect itself. It's like a way of the body to detox, like flush out all the things that need to be processed. Mm-hmm. So yeah. A detox, that's the way you would describe it, crying. Yeah, because like, I don't know. I think of it even with your breath, like a breath work that I give to a lot of my clients is a pranic breath work. And that's a release breath work, right? If you've done transformation mastery, it's the same thing, right? You understand what that is. Um, it's just a sound. And the sound is a reminder that we're letting something go. Really? So similarly, yeah, because your subconscious can hear the fact that you're actually something is leaving your body. So if you set the intention before beginning, like I want to let go of my pain. Yeah. The sound of release. Yes. So your body, and then it links, it links back to the beginning of this episode where body doesn't know the difference between what's real and what's not real. So ego, you guide your, you guide yourself to make the, the sound and the sound tells your subconscious to release and that it is releasing. Wow. Very nice. Yeah. It's a very good. I, I like the way I linked the beginning to the to the, to the end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Really, it's not the end. I just linked the cause to an, to the effect. That's all I did. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, you're you're a pattern seeker. So you you saw the patterns and you put them together. So, yeah. Yeah. I hope everybody, so. Everybody liked this episode. Okay, yeah, man. I, one final note. We're ready for a closing in like five, ten minutes. Yeah. So I just wanted to wrap it up. So, you know, I've been an extremely shy kid growing up. I couldn't really, you know, I was an observer. I would just be like not a participant in a different things. Yeah. I would watch. I would just watch in the corner. I would stand in the corner. I'm sure a lot of guys resonate with that. And so one of the things that I would definitely remind you to do is find power in your introversion because if you resist it it's going to persist but if you love it and it's a part of you you can expand and even go into extroversion so it's sort of like if you say extrovert so do you believe that we're only extroverts or introverts or do you believe we should even label ourselves because i think we're, we're sort of the main one right or do you think mm. our main changes with time? It's helpful sometimes to categorize yourself or like, you know, do like personality quizzes and stuff like that to, to say like what kind of person you are or what kind of, you know, values you have. It's nice to get a framework and a map, but the map isn't the territory, right? So the same thing, it's like, yeah, you want to sort of give yourself a mission, but you don't want to sort of 
just like be anywhere on that path. Hmm. What? What? Wait, wait. So okay. So what were we? <laughs> so Bro, what were I'm we talking about? Like subconscious there, and you just like allowed words to just leave you. Yeah, I feel like I did. So I was asking you about like categorizing yourself as introvert or extrovert. Right. Okay. Yeah. I don't know where that came from. Um, <laughs> um, maybe I was channeling something, bro. Honestly, honestly, it, it, whoever heard it, I know like there's somebody out there who needed to hear that. I know <laughs> needed to hear it. Yeah. 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 For sure. Cause to them, they connected something. I just personally, I didn't and I want to connect something. Right. So <clears throat> introversion is finding energy from within extroversion is finding energy from other people and so you could kind of say we're all introverts or extroverts because hey we got to go inward sometimes even extroverts got to go inward sometimes you know so that's the main thing that i would say switch that dynamic of labeling yourself yet yeah, any label has its benefit and its you know disadvantage mm. so yeah find a label that works for you Rip the labels off that are unhelpful and stick on labels that are helpful to you. What I got from you was that. Well, you started off by explaining that introvert introversion is getting energy from within and extroversion is getting energy from around. So if you're, if you're not getting energy from around you, you're possibly at the wrong place, right? If you're possibly hanging around the wrong people. Wrong people, yeah. Because right? we all go around people that we're around them. Our life feels better. We feel more energetic. Ooh, we go, I just got we, something. Sometimes we go places and we just want to like be in the wall. Like you just want to be a fly on the wall. Like we're like, I don't belong here. So, I'm so the thing that I realized throughout time was that I was not an introvert. I just liked peace. peace. And your version of what peace meant. My version of what peace meant. And I like, I hung around people that brought me that peace. So that made me extroverted. That feeling of safety, that feeling of peace. Mm. Nice. Very beautiful. Very beautiful. Smed, where can I find you? You can you guys can find me at at Flowzone Academy on IG on Instagram. Yeah, I have a lot of uh, IG video, IGTV videos, a lot of content. You can reach out to me, shoot me a DM on there. And yes, yeah, stay tuned. May the flow be with you guys. Everybody, thanks for listening, and I hope you feel a deeper connection with yourself. Um, we thank you for going deep into the rabbit hole with us and expanding your consciousness with us. Have an amazing day. We love you from the Better Man podcast. If you would like to contact Sumed for peak performance coaching, go to at Flowzone Academy on Instagram. That's F-L-O-Z-O-N-E Academy. If you would like to connect to your higher self, contact Ivan at odd.resilience. That's O-D-D dot resilience. Also, make sure you follow the Better Man podcast on Instagram. See you next time.